edition of the U.S. Boxes Podcast. Coming to you guys, as always, from various parts of the United States. After a short uh, little international break there, we're coming back finally. Missed you guys. As always, I'm your host, Matt Fultz, joined by my three wonderful co-hosts. Starting up in Del Mar, Mr. Chris Warner. What's up, brother? How you doing, Matt? Looking for 24 hours to go, buddy. 24 hours to go. Dude, I just, I, I literally, it's it's been... Uh, everything combined, it would have been nerve-wracking if we had started out to like a perfect start to the season, let alone where we are in position, but we'll dive into that. Joining us from New York, as always, from the New York Foxes, Mr. Jason Becker. How are things over there, my friend? All right. Happy uh, October, all of y'all. Um, happy autumn for the folks in the UK, and and hope everyone in New York is having a good, and across the states, having a good start to fall, because, you know, leaves fall down. That's why we have to call it that. Exactly right. We're very literal here in the States. Uh, you guys getting some fall colors over there? That's one of the things I miss most about the Midwest, not going to lie, is this time of year. Yeah, when you start to get out to the suburbs and get upstate, you're starting to see the leaves, leaves turn just a little bit there. So, yeah, it looks nice. Awesome. I'm hoping Philly's going to be uh, in full effect here in a couple of weeks when we all are getting there. Down in Texas, joining us today, as always, Jim Harris. How are you, my friend, on this fine Sunday? I'm doing very well. It's cooling off and it's spooky month. I think you have to say that right. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, as far as Lester goes, it's been as spooky as it can get. So we Spooky season. Have... Yeah, that's, yeah what, that's the phrase. I think Brendan's taking it too literally. Yeah, he's already uh, putting on his, his Halloween outfits. Boys, it's been quite the uh, little break. As we said, we miss you guys. And uh, not going to lie, I was hoping... Um, we would have been able to come in with an episode last week to talk about a new manager, but uh, here we are two weeks later and um, we still have Brennan Rogers in charge. Jason, uh, surprise level uh, on a one to 10 scale. Where are you right now that uh, we still have Mr. Rogers? I don't know. I think I'm just like ambivalent at this point. I just have to say that uh, I don't know about you guys, but I had a wonderful international break. I didn't watch a minute of any kind of football I barely really read up on rumors or anything like that i just really enjoyed the break i, I just went on a break and it, and it felt good uh but now i'm ready for you know the, the football to start um and glad it's a you know well forest will tell you it's not a derby but glad it's uh you know a east midlands matchup here to kind of you know just get get us more a little bit more motivated for the game. But as far as the status of the manager, I think we're all, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've kind of accepted that still going to drag on maybe for a little, little while longer. Um, and um, yeah, and then we'll just have to see. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, <laughs> it makes you wonder, Jim, like if we're getting the full story, on everything. I mean, obviously we're not, and we never would without being in the rooms with Susan and these difficult decisions, we will never get the full story, but man, you got to wonder like if everything in the world is calling for the guy to be sagged and he's still here. Can you really, can you really wonder if there's, if we're getting the full story with the financial, I know the 10 million has been floated out, but you got to figure, man, if it was 10 million, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah, I I agree. I think, the, the payout is a large number from what we all hear. Uh, I think he must also have a lot of credit in the bank from previous seasons too. Um, whether his he's in overdraft mode now, I'm not sure. Um, but tomorrow is going to be huge for everybody. I think you know, not only the fans, um, but I think you know th- this is one of those games where it's you know we think it's going to be a is he going to have a job on Tuesday? But didn't we say that after last week, you know, the last match and we all woke up early on the Monday morning expecting to hear something. We didn't like Jason. It's been nice not to have to think about, about football for, a, for the last 10 days or so, two weeks, maybe. Yeah. I, I kind of same boat as Jason was in. I didn't really pay attention. I was uh football NFL is going on right now. Uh, you know, San Diego loyal, uh, just clinched playoff spot. Padres just clinched playoff spot. There's been a lot of places to focus my attention other than the shit going on at Seagrave. Chris, um, your opinion on the fact that we still have the Northern Irishman at the helm. 
Yeah, I, I think to echo the, the boys' points, um, the fact that we didn't hear anything on that Monday kind of was just, I think, resigned all to the fact that no change was going to happen. Um, it was everyone interesting. Was convinced that it was because of the quote. Yeah, I think everyone, everyone had convinced themselves that it was going to happen on that Monday. And then when there was no picture of the corner flag, it was like, okay, we, we go again. Um, it was interesting, some of the comments, and I mean, we'll talk about this more as well. Like the fact that he says that there's been zero contact between himself and Top and Susan, I don't believe that for a single second. I'm not even sure why he needs to say that, but it, it, I. It's gonna. It is a defining moment of our season tomorrow. I really do feel like I know the the chairman's in town. This is his first game apparently in a while that he's flown in, especially for. So, um, yeah, it's a huge game tomorrow, Matt. Huge game. It's crazy, man. Um, before we jump into the match, though, we will uh, kind of do just a quick summary, looking around at uh, what our boys did on the international break. Um, checking out the uh, Nigerian team. Wilf uh, took a knock in the first match where he. He featured for them, but um, apparently it wasn't as bad as they thought. They got him off the field right away, which was good because apparently he's fine and, and is um, going to be active for tomorrow, apparently. So that's good to see. Um, Nacho also got to some an opportunity to play for them, so that was good to see him get some time. Cags featured for Turkey. Um, I, he even wore the captain's armband, I saw, Jason. Your thoughts on Cags um, actually having a leadership role uh, at a different club? We've got to figure out that what's going on with him. It's just been such a waste of uh, of talent that we know is there, um, and it just he's, it seems like it's another one of those players that kind of gets frozen out. You know, throw him in the same pile as um, Dennis Pratt and and uh, and others, and it seems like there's really not much they can do to get back into the manager's good graces. And it's disappointing. I mean, obviously. Uh, was Cags wasn't an outstanding performer for, for for some time, but we know what's in there, right? We, we saw what we got from him a couple of years ago. He's still young, so there still is a player in there, but for whatever reason, we just you know refuse to use him. And um, I just I don't know. I just feel sad to me, and it feels kind of pointless. And I'm not sure what he is doing at the club. Uh, on the last year of his contract when, you know, maybe if this is the way we were going to, the road we were going to go down with him, why aren't we trying to at least like move him on, send him somewhere where he can play, get a little bit of money, you know, in our financial situation. But it's almost like, well, we're kind of like, we know what the expenses are. Got to keep these players in the lineup, fill the squad places, um, even if they're not going to get a run out on, on the pitch. And it's just, I don't know. It, it it's it's a little discouraging to see, um, partly baffling, um, but good for him that he was able to get out there and um, and play and captain his country. And you know, he said all the right things in an interview earlier this year, saying that he was happy at Leicester. He respect the man respects the manager. Wants to get out and play. Wants to get his spot back. And I mean, just that nothing. It's weird, like um, too, because I feel like he. Even wearing the captain's armband really caught me off guard because, like, you almost wonder if that's the manager of Turkey being, like, kind of a, you know, middle finger up to Brendan. Like, you don't even know what you've got here, and you are kind of screwing yourself over. Now, if you did check any of his highlights from Turkey, he did not look that great. So uh, maybe he could have done more with the opportunity that his national team manager was trying to give him. But, um, Frankly, uh, I, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. I don't know if he's pissed Brendan off, you know, with his lack. We've heard him talk about Cag's attitude or lack of, of trying and training or whatever excuse, but something is not right there when, you know, a uh, captain for an international squad can't even get in the side, Chris. Like, is it, I mean, do you have any thoughts on this? So the Cag's one is really interesting. Um, what speaking of decisions, it was interesting as well. Danny Ward didn't start for Wales. He was on the bench for both of those two games as well, which again, just is that to your point, Matt, just that almost like it's like the national managers like, okay, I'm just going to look at form here and pick my best 11 based on form. And it'll be interesting. Like it's given that decision by his man, him, what 
what we do around Ward uh, on tomorrow. But um, yeah, the Cags one, I think, look, I think Cags is an established player for Turkey. He's been to a couple of major tournaments with them. Um, so in terms of often in these friendlies, the captaincy is often given to those sort like there's a pecking order, a list. And so I'm not too surprised by it, but yeah, I mean, um, he's always going to struggle when he doesn't have the games to be able to get his foot through the door and get some experience playing on the pitch. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts where we have an 11 and the other lads don't get in. He's always going to bound to be rough. And to your point, Matt, yeah, he didn't look super great um, for Turkey in these past two games. Uh, moving on from him, um, a new boy, Wildfast, Yuri and Castagne all got uh, into the Belgian side. Um, Foxes, I don't know. We need to learn how to say Foxes in Belgian. Like, or I know it's the German. Is it Fuchs's, right? Is that pretty Fuchs, much it? Fuchs would be Fox, yeah. Oh, yeah. Le- well, Le- the Le- Belgian Le- Foxes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I guess there really isn't a Belgian language, right? You have to do oh, Right. Well, that's what I'm French saying. French they have French. a dialect, though, is what I'm getting at. Um, but anyway, the Belgian Foxes, all uh, they look decent. Yuri did his thing bossing around uh, De Bruyne, which always cracks me up. To be fair, I did teach everyone how to say autumn in American, so maybe there is a Belgian language, Belgian <laughs> slang. The, the fall, the fall, yeah, for sure. Uh, as um, Chris mentioned, Danny Ward was in the team for, uh, and you said he didn't play twice, right, Chris? Yeah, he was on the bench both times. Hennessy started for Wales. Against, he started against Belgium, and I think they played uh, Poland as well. God guys, damn. I appreciate uh, you guys doing this, by the way, to fill me in, because I just, it, it, like I said before, dude, have no idea what went on at all yeah, during the I, international break. I so you can tell me Pat Sadaka just went and scored 25 goals in a game, and <laughs> I would have no idea. I did a quick little 30 minutes during my NFL Sunday to get this all lined up. I'm I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, like we said, uh, Danny Ward, um, Amarty featured for his squad, which is great. I love he. He's a hero for them. Every time he gets on the pitch for that team, he does an amazing job. Um, and they have some super sick kids this year. Um, Johnny Evans, of course, for Northern Ireland. Pappy Mendy. Luke Thomas got some time with the England U21s, which um, <laughs> Luke's getting in for them. But uh, James Madison uh, can't get in for Southgate, which looking at that England uh, offense, the potency of that, I can understand totally why James Madison won't get a look. Holy cow, uh, Jim and Chris, you guys. You guys got to be feeling great about uh, the upcoming t- World Cup, huh, Jim? What are you thinking? Saving it for the tournament. We're gonna. Is, is Madison gonna... going to be your secret weapon? You just the day before yeah. the t- tournament I, starts. I think um, boring everybody into submission is going to be our secret weapon and interesting set pieces and and one nils. But um, we'll see. I'm yeah. I'm 100 percent focused on club football right now. <laughs> good answer good answer well let's let's Jim's like look game. i'm under contract right now i'm playing my contract out well you know whatever happens happens in the transfer Printing window i let my agent handle that stuff but i'm, I'm focused on the next game it's very admirable, yeah, exactly Jim. well let's stay fo- <laughs> let's stay focused then boys move on from this international crap and uh head right into tomorrow a wonderful Monday kickoff for us. Now, any time, of course, for the time that anybody on the West Coast, and I don't like to sound like we're bitching on the West Coast, but the one time we get a noon kickoff, it's on a Monday where I have to ask off a month ago if I get a half day. So for those of you that will be watching and got some time off, hopefully you'll be getting together for this one because it is a damn big match, guys. Like we said, um, noon and a little earlier for the boys, obviously, on the East Coast and and down there in Texas. But I know we're going to have some San Diego Foxes showing up at the bars. Hopefully you guys have been able to coordinate because this this is a big one for us. And if there was such a thing as a six-point match in October, Jason, uh, this is is it, right? Yeah, man, it it is. And um, you know, there are different schools of thought here, especially with the manager situation. And for me, a game like this against Forest and with both clubs, you know, wallowing in the relegation zone, um, I have to put all of that aside just for the sake of, of, of this game and this matchup and this derby. And we need to win. We need to win here. And the rest of it we can we can I can deal with, I can, you know, dig into and and complain about, but this game, no matter what what side of the fence you're on. 
there in terms of you know what's going on at the club this uh, you need we need to win and we need everyone you know backing the guys maybe it delays the inevitable for another week or so but we cannot give up points to forest um can't go out like that i think it would just just look awful too to lose the forest and then have your manager sack that that does happen after losing to them right so uh it's a monday night it's the only game in in the country going on you know so it's it like you said man it's so early to say this but hell it's a it's a it's a must win it's a six-pointer it's like you said the eyes of the country will be on this and it's so dangerous for us on so many levels because obviously brandon's on a lot of pressure but you're looking at it we're talking when we're talking about forest guys we're talking about a team that brought in over 20 new players so one of the things going into the season that we talked about lester we said guys we have the same squad you know the one thing we were hanging our hat on was hey at least the guys know each other they've played together a long time they know where they're going to make runs things like that that's the one thing that we hung our hat on so we're playing a team now with 20 plus new players that from week to week they've got a different guy to the left or right of them in the dressing room so there are zero 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 capital zero excuses um, on this one, Chris, heading in because you're talking about a team. Yeah, they're 19th. They're coming off off the loss to Fulham, wallowing in their own wallers, Chris. So th- this is a this is a must win, dude. Yeah, exactly. I think to echo Jason's points, exactly. This is a six point. Oh, there's no ifs, buts, or maybes. We need to win this game. This game has. If we can win this game, it has so many. Uh, there's so many things that would just kind of could almost be cl- uh, just clicked into gear like we've got a good schedule coming up in the next few games um we've got an opportunity with we, we close that gap to the next teams on six or seven points we're all of a sudden only a win away from those guys in that next little cluster um yeah we have to win this game well i mean to be honest my mentality going into this is i don't think it can be any worse than what it was in february that absolute mess in February. So I think we've seen the worst what of this game this year. So I'm hoping that it'll, it'll be better. But yeah, it, Matt, you're 100% spot on. Like We've got to get three points tomorrow. It's just terrifying. <laughs> like we can all see where this could go. And like, whether it's, whether you're worried about a Jesse Lingard turning into prime messy or you're worried about the fact that Dean Henderson at times has looked like a fucking concrete wall. There's all sorts of dangerous things here, Jim, that look like at any time, some things could spell disaster, but we got to try to look for the positives, right? We do. Um, as Jason said, this is not a game to, you know, everyone want, no, no one wants to lose this just to get rid of Brendan. We want to win this. We want to have pride of the East Midlands. We, we, we want to kind of be able to start a kickstart our season. Uh, and I think this could be a big opportunity to do that. Um, Rogers has talked a lot about, okay, we've had the harder start to the season and now we've got some winnable games. So let's, you know, walk the walk. Um, having maybe Madison and a few others not playing internationally, you know, we joked earlier about him not getting in the team, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to you know, quote what Liverpool fans say and we, you know, would rather have the club than the country. Uh, definitely have him have a rest. He's been he's been on he's been our sort of shining light. Um, him and Vardy hopefully got to train together. Hope we see Bards back to sort of being hungry. You know, breaking corner flags. You know, running up to the crowd. This is this is tailor made for him to to run up to the opposing fans, isn't it? After a goal, and um, I think every there's not a Leicester fan that doesn't want us to win. Um, you mentioned Jesse Lingard. You know, we know how well we do against ex-players, especially ones that come on loan and then we think they're the worst player ever. And then all of a sudden, you know, look at them. Um, not mentioning Harry Kane. Um, but, um, yeah, huge, huge, massive match. And I'm hoping we're going to just be positive, but not overly positive Brendan Ball because we think back to the, the loss in the FA Cup last season and... The goals we conceded were pushing up too far um, or set pieces. So this this is a team that's got some pace. It's got some trickery. And I don't want to see us kind of overcommitting and getting, you know, stung as, as, as we all kind of pass it around on the 18-yard box and then two through balls kill us like against Spurs. 
Well, for our analytics people out there, we're four, two, and one in our last seven league matches with them. So numbers should are on our side, but as we know, when it's a dog, <laughs> you throw all that <laughs> shit out the When was that? What, when was that last league match against them? Uh, that would have been 2013, Jason. That would have been 2013. <laughs> Is that Casper Smike or red card? Uh believe it was yeah that would that have been the final one that season when he got he was so raging he kicked the ball out and got <laughs> yeah I, I think that honestly was uh jason your thoughts on formation wise what we could come out do you think J- uh yeah. brennan's gonna get after it do you think we're gonna see harvey on the wing is he scared to throw out on the wing leave J- and leave jamie isolated up top what are your thoughts man well i i've heard a few things about what the lineup might be um uh, but I think you got to play the local guys. Uh, I think Barnes needs to be in the lineup. Um, I think uh, Dewsbury Hall needs to be in the lineup. These are guys who grew up around this and, and know what it means, and they'll be up for it. So I, I, I'd i like to see – and on top of that, this is a last chance for an appeal for Madison, Barnes, and Justin to try to get them uh, get get themselves into the World Cup squad. Right. And, and so this is a key few weeks for, for these guys. And, um, you know, they had the, every chance to make Southgate, Southgate look foolish for not picking them. So I hope they do take advantage of that. But I think we'll see something like four in the back. But the way uh, Rogers was talking, it does sound like he's going to stick with Ward. Um, I don't know you know how i feel like if i agree with that or not i think that everson looks more like a more than capable keeper um i get that you know maybe it's a tough situation to to throw him into such a high stakes game but uh at the same time uh it's such an important game and we're just giving up goals that we shouldn't give up um and uh i just i, I feel like you know i'm I'll second guess the manager here and say that, you know, I, I'd like to see Everson and it's about time we, we, we rode with him a bit, but um, forward to the back. Um, I'm saying, you know, Justin, um, all uh, Justin Foss, Evans, um, Justin Foss, Castagna. Evans, Castagna, Castagna. And then the middle is going to be interesting because I, I don't know that Indeedy is fully fit. So what I would like to see, um, and this is what I've been hearing might might happen. It would be a, a midfield three of uh, Samare, KDH, and Madison. Do we have some uh, another name for the team sheet there? <laughs> yeah, that one's Max. Sorry about Max. that, guys. Yeah, Ma- Max, 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 Max got really intrigued with your Iverson comments. Can 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 Max play right wing? Is because uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to that to the front three yet. <laughs> And then, you know, we're going to have to play Madison in kind of that free role on the right wing. Um, Vardy up top, I think for a game like this, Vardy needs to be the man there. And and Barnes and uh, on the left side. Hopefully we find some reason to get Kelechi on also. Um, hopefully that reason is not because we're down two goals and we need him to save us. But, um, you know, I think he, he, he just makes too many goals happen for him to sit on the bench. But... I'd like to see that kind of bread and butter four three three, um, and hopefully the guys have been practicing in that in that setup this week, and our players will show up this game actually knowing where their teammates are uh, on the pitch when they have the ball. It's yeah. crazy. It doesn't uh, get more um, <laughs> to say. I, you can't say you have confidence in somebody more than playing them when the whole world wants them out of that position and your ass as a manager is on the line. So play playing Danny Ward in this match is a hundred percent in my opinion, last chance saloon for both goalkeeper and manager, because well, I'll tell yeah. you what, a bad result here. I think we see the end of both of them. Well, um, Danny Ward we, did so well in the last time we played forest. As we, <laughs> yeah, well, why do you even have to bring that shit up, dude? We uh, he, he they mentioned February earlier, and I got I, get, I, I just broke Jason. I've had enough. Yeah, it's enough already. Um, I, Jason, I, I I agree with you with playing that four three three, and because we know they play three at the back, and I think this yep. is a chance to kind of match up. And you know they haven't got the quickest back line. You know, Steve, Steve Cook hopefully will be playing, and you know 
he seems to have a good record of getting sent off against us when he played against Bournemouth and so forth. But when we played for Bournemouth, but um, I'd like to, we've got to be, like we said, we've got to have a, a solid spine. The, the biggest worry, I think, is our fullbacks and them pushing on and then leaving a huge gap. Um, watching Liverpool yesterday, you know, Trent Alexander getting caught out and not being the greatest advert for inverted fullbacks. Um, I don't know if anyone watches the TIFO breakdowns, but um, he's he, they, they, like he's getting targeted. I think that we're getting targeted the same with our fullbacks pressing on. Um, and we know Tielemans is not the greatest uh, track tracker back. Is that a phrase? Um, and, and to filling in the right the right back slot, which he should do as the the right hand side centre mid. I don't think that KDH is either that great at, at covering. He's he seems to be more forward minded recently in the season than he was. I think he was a lot more box to box and physical last season. And maybe he's trying to you know after the first game he scored that banger. Uh, maybe um, he's he's fancying himself as a number ten, which um, he's played a few times. But it should be should be super interesting. We'll know a lot based off that team sheet right away, Chris. I mean, like the way that I think everything is going to tell us about the formation. I love you, Jason, your point about bringing in the local guys. Um, and I, I feel like to, I think Jamie, obviously you got to throw in there because, you know, you know, the people that have been there long and around long enough to know what this means to this club. Um, Chris, I, Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. So I was going to say, and KDH has made comments this week saying, you know, talking about that very point and, you know, talking about growing up around that and knowing how much this means. And so I think, you know, he, he's trying to make the point to, to everyone that, like, he's ready for this and, and he wants to be out there. Chris, as if you're Brendan, <laughs> make your point, make your make your play to the locker room of why, you know, I mean, at this point in the season, trying to get a team that is down in the dumps like this. They can't get a result. And, you know, speaking to a friend of mine that recently had some, took a trip with a, with his national team, it, coming in from a national team and then coming back into your club side can be a very different thing, especially if your club side is not performing well. Um, what's he going to say to these guys to get them hyped up for this? Because it, we we're talking toxic, you know, winning a league cup by penalties by a team in league one. You think it was toxic then, you lose the fours in the Premier League, you could get disgusting at the KP real quick. I think, to be honest, I don't know if you'll need to G up the players too much tomorrow. I think the whole atmosphere around the stadium and the players arriving and that the, there'll be a sense around the KP of it being one of those nights where the lights are on, all eyes, like we said, are on this game. I think from that standpoint, he doesn't need to. If he needs to motivate the players in that situation for this game, then they shouldn't be playing for this club, full stop, in my opinion. But I think in terms of how he's probably set them up last week, I think, look, if you go into the analytics, yes, it looks it, it doesn't look great, but there are things that we can be, we can have, we've got some strengths. Like, we are scoring. That's not... That is not, it's not a big thing. Like teams down there often go down because they can't score goals. And, but we can do that. Like, yes, we're crap at the back at this moment in time, but I think he can pass out certain things that suggest that if we can get that rubber, the green, we'll go tank someone. So I think that's probably where his head's going to be at. But I, I, I don't think he'll need to motivate the players too much tomorrow, Matt. I think just the fact of the matter is that like the KP is going to be loud. It's going to be loud from very early, I think. And I think that hopefully they just have a microphone that feeds directly into the dressing room. So the lads can hear that, hear that build up and get ready for the game. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're, and we're coming. Maybe they'll show some highlights. We're, we just passed the anniversary of uh, Jermaine Beckford's hat trick against Forrest. The only worthwhile thing he ever fucking did for us um but it, it shows some videos shows some highlights. no we we know how that goes we'll get when against southampton well don't show him before the match yeah. i'm saying show him in the locker room privately jim okay. we know of that nine the nine good good okay. uh, on, on on that point you made though about um yay kyle by the way um but the, the comments that telemans made about you know oh it's nice to go to Belgium and have a nice atmosphere. I'm, I'm not sure if he meant that as a sort of it's good to have a mental break and I can recharge, or it's like I don't like it here and I want to get away. And it's that he's he's the one that I sort of worry about maybe not getting up for it. 
as, as you, you know, as we talked about in previous pods and Jason, you've said it a couple of times, like he looks like he's sort of, I'm ready to go. And he's, and he's definitely now probably, you know, we don't want, he's the one that like, has to do the reverse of Barnes and Justin and Madison. And well, or he, he may do because he'll be saying I'm already in the world cup squad. I just have to not get injured. Um, so yeah. hopefully he's, he can prove that he's a quality player as well. And, and, and so forth. God damn yeah. it. That's oh, sorry. <laughs> Just give me another reason to be less optimistic, Jim. Go, go I'm trying ahead. to, I'm trying to play our expectations down so that when we, when we win, we're pleasantly surprised. That's my, I, okay. I'm, I guess if, if we're looking to grasp on to another kind of glimmer of hope uh, here is that Steve Cooper's under pressure as well. And he's got a team of a lot of new players that, he doesn't have much of a history with. And so, you know, are these guys going to really go down fighting for him? I'm not that sure yet. Uh, I mean, he, he is, I think he is a very good manager, but um, so he knows he needs a result here as well. So uh, he might be in a situation where he pushes a little too much, has to push a little too much for a result with a squad he doesn't have much history with. And maybe that plays into our hands as well. They've been sitting back. They've been playing a lot of this season sort of in their own half. Um, and and they're still giving up plenty of goals. If they get up higher in the pitch, that, that could, you know, give us more room and give players like Madison, Barty, and Barnes a lot more room to to get behind or, to, you know, to work their little, you know, interplay and, and, and individual magic. It's just it's a team of mercenaries. Like it's essentially we're playing a team of fucking pirates, and it, we we cannot give like we've got to grab up the game immediately by the throat. And <laughs> I'm serious. Danny Ward plays like he's a pirate, and he's like got an eye patch or so because he's got no depth perception at the moment. Well, well, okay, well. My point is that we can't allow anything. If we can get into their heads early, get a couple goals early, not only shut their fans up because we know you can only imagine, you know, and and to the to our family and friends in Leicester that are there, please be safe because it's gonna it's gonna be uh, quite the the night the pregame if I had to imagine and postgame. But we've got to keep them quiet. Um, and if we can get in there early and just and just get them down. And, you know, when you have a team of guys that have played with each other two weeks, three fucking weeks, like they're, they're going to look at each other. They'll start turning on each other. Um, we've got to use that cohesion that we have built up. I, you know, this is a good time to kind of remind these guys of who they are. And, uh, and I'm saying that both the Forest players and our own players, you know, we, we won that FA Cup not too long ago. Um, we have still have guys on this team that are Premier League winners. Forrest kind of sc- scraped through with the most corrupt refereeing performance I've probably seen in England uh, for some time uh, in that final at Wembley to get promoted. So I don't even think that that club necessarily even deserves this spot right now in, in the league. And... Uh, you know, and we're going to hear all sorts of stuff from them and and their camp. You know, it's not it's not a derby, but they spend more time telling us um, that it's not a derby than they do spend you know talking about their actual derby with derby, right? So, um, I think it's it's it, you know we we are supposed to be the class right of of the East Midlands, and um, I think it's time to sort of just galvanize the players a little bit. Chris, you said that they shouldn't need motivate motivating. And I agree, but they might need a little bit of a confidence boost and a reminder of kind of who they are and how good, how good these players are. And um, so hopefully um, they're all getting that, getting some, some, some confidence boosts this week, you know, at, at Seagrave and just to, you know, kind of remind like, should, should we be behind these guys in the table? No. So, Here's our chance to do something about it in 90 minutes. Done and dusted. And then we go on to the next one. 100%. Sure. Forest aren't good. Forest are, Forest are not a good side. We, they, I think it's been, they, they've, to your guys' points, they, I've, I've not been impressed in anything I've seen from them. I think you're right. They sit back a lot. 
And but at the same time, if you're going to sit back like that, you've got to be able to defend, and they can't. I think the Newcastle game showed that. I think last week the Fulham game showed that. Um, so we need to we need to take it, Matt. So I the other thing I don't know. I think uh, if you look at Vegas, Vegas is on our side on this one as well. I think it's three. We're we're minus three thirty three. I think it is or something to win tomorrow. Forrester plus one fifty for those in America. For those in England, that's about I think. Forest about two to one, and we're one to three against. So, the there's an expectation around that as well that we'll win tomorrow. So, Matt, I think I think it's going to be a good day, mate. I really do. I think it's going to be a good day for you. I promise. I really do. No, there's one. There's one thing that a Leicester fan probably should never do is to use the bookmakers' odds to justify <laughs> a prediction. We know yeah. we know all too well about blowing up the bookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's any team that does, that's uh, see, I told it's my mom's birthday, so let's let's get one from oh, yeah. there, guys. Let's get let's one from mom. Let's do it, Matt. Um, it's your guys, Matt, it's my mom's birthday, too. <laughs> the third, yeah, wow, dude, that's a small world. Wow, that's crazy. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah, even more, even more of a reason to get a damn, um damn win for uh for the for the mothers of the u.s foxes podcast uh chris jim this one's gonna be for you guys real quick can you just uh we'll start with you jim what this matchup meant to you uh growing up as a kid uh when you were in school and you know it, here in the states there are rivalries but i think you know there's nothing quite like uh rivalries that have been you know 100 plus years like there are in england so just what this meant to you growing up uh i know you were kind of an outsider as a leicester fan growing up anyway so let's uh, just if you guys give us a quick summary of what this matchup means to you guys it could be pretty unique for our uh american listeners having to hear about winning the league then winning the european cup um constantly comes to mind um coming in and being sort of the third team in the east midlands during the growing up period, even behind you know, Derby and, and Forest. So it, like getting getting into the sort of O'Neill period and then and then what we've had in the last sort of what 10, 12 years really has been fantastic. And I want to continue this because I don't want to go back to kind of walking around in the Leicester shirt and getting heckled about, you know, supporting a crap East Midlands club. That's sort of thing that we get to say to others now. Absolutely, Chris. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's a it's a game that brings back many memories. Um, it's kind of been weird for me when I was growing up. There's been quite a few patches where we've not played Forest for a few years. I think it was like there was ninety nine to oh three, and then we had that little run, and then we got promoted. And so the rivalries with Forest have been very sporadic in the times that I've been a fan as a Leicester fan. But that to me just makes it even more just appetizing when we get them. And yeah, it's it's one of those games where where I am from in north of uh, in North Leicester, um, we're close to Not we're closer to Nottingham. So there are occasionally you'll have that rivalry. It wasn't in as much on the schoolyard. We didn't necessarily have fifty percent or fifty percent. But to Jim's point, you walk around the East Midlands and you walk with pride with your shirt on. I remember the the old TV show. Back in the day on a Monday night, they used to show the highlights and it was not Forest, Derby and Leicester. And we were always third. And we had 25 seconds at the end where we might have seen one goal. If we won 4-0, we would have saw what see we would have seen David Speedy score, yeah. and that would have been yeah. it. Like, so it it means a lot because it it just you get your you go to work that next day with your head held high. And that recognition of being the best team in the East Midlands is something that Leicester fans, I think, are proud of at the moment and something that we need to continue to do. If we have all of these ambitious plans that the club has on the commercial front, then being the best in the East Midlands is is a minimum standard that we need to continue with. You said David Speedy's name. Did you catch his tweet this week? Yeah, <laughs> today that, that was, was amazing. Absolutely incredible picture of uh, Sir Alex at the game today. And uh, David Sweeney said, tell I felt uh, Sir Alex is looking quite pissed off uh, at the result from today. David Speedy said, it's how I felt when he left me out of the 86 World, <laughs> World Cup squad. Long may it continue. So legendary tweet right there. From David Speedy, one of the most hated people ever. 
for Leicester, and then we, we yeah. liked him when he came and played for us. Bring him in. We've, we've had a few of those in our day. Like, we got no problem once they're uh, wearing the blue. It turns real quick. Um, yeah, I just, you know. Maybe not Dennis American... Wise, though. No. No. no, not at all. But as American fans, Jason, it, what do you guys got? Do you have Forest? Um, you have Forest fans in New York? Like it's such. Yeah, like, they've been shit for so long that there is no like. Well, there's no Forest fans in San Diego. They don't come to the bars. They don't exist. So like for American fans, especially some of you that have joined on post 2015, this is nothing. Like they don't even exist to you. And and obviously, we're all pretty fucking envious of you. <laughs> yeah. So they there is um there is a Forest group. Uh, in New York, they watch at a different bar. I've met some of those guys, you know, they're all right. Um, some, some better than others, but, um, so they have a group, um, they watch and, and then at football factory, you'll just have fans from, from all over will show up. So I, I can imagine that there will be a, you know, a couple of forest fans that, 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 that'll show up there. But, um, I think as American fans, we have to, you know, now we have this freaking barstool guy. Of, uh, who's become a, a Forest fan and, and constantly tweeting, and now you got this like that Barstool crowd that's kind of following that. I think that's even more of a uh, of a reason for us to go out and get that to win, just yeah. to like come. On. Now you've got Forest fans just like just sipping for bar these like dumbasses from Barstool. So um, <laughs> it's like, come on, let's just let's. Take care of business on Monday, please, because uh, yeah. we all know how unbearable that that kind of element is. I, I don't think it's like Leeds fans, is it, Jason? Where Leeds fans and that, like, even though they not weren't in the Premier League for a long time, they were still around. And they had a pretty yeah. loyal following, but Forest fans just sort of seem to disappear into the ether. And then all of, I, I think they're kind of the epitome of of, of more glory, fair weather fans um, than than other other teams. Um, you know. I don't know how many Forest fans were watching, you know, League One like we were in in two thousand and eight on on grainy feeds or whatever on the one Setanta Sports game we got every so often or whatever. But um, maybe they were, maybe. But I hate Forest fans, so I don't care. And this is a Leicester podcast. Um, and I think Derby Derby fans were more my era, probably Chris, you as well. Um, and remembering like Soccer Sunday, ITV. Always, always the Derby game was the big one because we we're always sort of in the championship and Forrest was sort of in the in the Premier League or, you know, the top division for a while and we weren't. So I kind of remember that and, and sort of Derby fans are more sort of in, my, in, the, in the sort of my sphere of awareness. They, I, those, I, we used to get like the um, feed. Time Warner Cable would get the ITV feed on the if you got the sports package channel, and they would have that highlight show. But half the time it got started late because there was probably just some guy in California pressing a button or forgetting to, and it always got cut off. If they didn't get it going at the right time, it would get cut off by an Amy Grant um, infomercial singing <laughs> "My God is an awesome guy," and it would just go right into it. And I used to get so pissed off, dude. So thank you for that uh, little gem of memory popping back. Does that head. does that mean that um, American fans know who Elton Wellsby is? Elton Wellsby? No, I don't yeah. think so. He was. The I mean, I'm not going to speak for all the American fans, but uh, I will and say no. <laughs> tweet tweet the US Foxes podcast if you know who Elton Wellsby is. Jim will do a giveaway. He'll give you one of those guitars on the back wall. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, guys, anything else you want to cover? Obviously, guys, huge, 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 huge match. Uh, I think we've hopefully covered that and got that through your brains. Um, and like we said, if you could find a way to sneak into the lunchroom or do whatever you can to watch it, uh, we're going to need all the support we can get. Yeah. And any final wrap-ups, Jason, before we uh, talk about other things? Yeah, just if you're in New York, come down to Football Factory, uh, West 33rd Street between 5th and 6th, right by the Empire State Building. That's where we will be. New York Foxes will be watching tomorrow. So come join us. Same goes San Diego Foxes. 3, at 3 noon. p.m. kickoff. Sorry. 3 yeah, p.m. 3 kickoff p- in New York. 3 p.m. in New York. It'll be noon for the uh, Foxes. I think I said earlier it was earlier for you guys. It's been a long weekend. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll be at, we'll be at noon at the, uh, the trusty Bluefoot. Uh, so if you can get down there, uh, 30th and Yupa's in, New- in North Park, we'd love to have you. Um, Chris, are you going to be joining us tomorrow? I still haven't got your RSVP. Did you get that off work? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping so. 
I'm hoping so, man. Yeah, I am hoping so. Cool, man. Well, yeah, guys, obviously big stuff and, and we'll hope for the best. Um, Let's talk real quick about the other big happening happening in the U.S. Fox's world, guys. Once again, in two weeks, we're like so close. It's coming up. We will all be convening for the U.S. Fox's family reunion in Philadelphia, Friday, October 14th, 7 to 9 p.m. at Con Murphy's Irish Pub. See right there. That um, that code is broken apparently you had to pay if you wanted it to work for more than a month or something. So the link is on all of our socials. So if you get onto our Twitter, Instagram, all that, you can click the link to sign up. We've got uh, around 30 people already, guys. It's going to be incredible. We're going to have giveaways. There's going to be a buffet and any money that's left over from that $20 donation will be going to the Vichai Foundation. So uh, it's it's literally going to be amazing, guys. And we're getting more and more of you signing up. We've got some more guys signed up this week. So uh, honestly, if you can make it, we would absolutely love to have you. Um, Jason, your thoughts as we're getting down to the wire here now. Yeah, man. Like I, for, for anyone who hasn't gone to one of these events before, uh, we do it a little differently. And I think we do it a little bit bigger and, and louder. Than, than what we see from from a lot of the other clubs. Um, everyone knows that Leicester's in town, and uh, it's a we have a great group of people that are coming down to to, to meet up from all over. Um, some even coming in from from the UK, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a great group of people, um, really good diverse group of of, of fans too, but uh, a very passionate uh, group, and, and and a lot of the little networks that have formed and, and friendships, uh, all kind of start from these events and these kind of these meetups that happened in different parts of the country. You know, a lot of us were out in, uh, California in 2016, which is where, you know, that was the kind of the, 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 the beginnings are right of this U S Fox's community and U S Fox's podcast. So, um, if you can get to Philly, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's going to be a blast. It'll be, be a really good time. And, um, and, and not everyone lives in a, in a, in a place in the, in the country where there is uh, a supporters club. Now, thankfully, there is one in Philly. We love Philly Foxes. Um, we've got a good history with the guys that started that group. And uh, I'm really excited to go down there and, and meet them in, in their hometown. Um, so, if especially if you don't if you come live in a place where you don't have other fans to, to go out and watch with come do it because um it's gonna be the most fun you're gonna have all year watching a game yeah and to your point you might meet somebody that's 30 minutes away and you guys could find a bar 15 minutes between the two of you and then suddenly there's two of you watching a match and then bring your friend and you know this is how this stuff starts guys so yeah it, such a good point Jason. if you I, we hear it all the time on Twitter. Hey, I live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I, do you know of any groups, you know, within an hour drive of me or whatever? This is your chance, guys, to come out and feel that community. You don't have to be the only guy sitting at the bar in, you know, Nebraska or wherever you live. Uh, you come out and and join it. You'll see it right away. The difference is so stark between us and the other groups. Uh, you will know every single member uh, that is there. As far as Lester, you will know every single Lester fan's name by the end of the weekend, and you will be exchanging uh, information and and hoping to get together as soon as possible again because it's it is such a unique and awesome community, Chris. And uh, really can't can't wait to uh, get out there with you, man. Matt, I'm so excited. Cannot wait to see the boys. I cannot wait to go to Philadelphia. This will be my first time visiting the city of brotherly love so i am very very excited to see what the city has to offer it looks like just from google maps anyway the location for the event seems pretty fantastic right downtown looks like it's going to be looks a perfect setup i think to have a really enjoyable weekend and i think like we talked about last week or two weeks ago the games are good that saturday it's not the big six there it's going to be the smaller team so a lot of chance to meet some other people that are passionate about their clubs as well. And kind of, I'm sure have some great banter with everyone that's going to be there. For sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even some of the palace folks that I know down in Philly, we're playing Pal- palace. Um, some of those guys, you know, I know from, from going to games in New York um, and meeting up with that group too. So um, should be, should be a really good, good crew um, for that early morning kickoff. And yeah. um, I'm, you know, 
Chris said this, and I, I can't believe I forgot to mention it, but like, really looking forward to seeing you guys again too. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, it's crazy. It always feels like too long. That then that Palace matchup is so unique for us because I don't, you know, that's a tough tough squad, guys. Especially where we are right now, where they are as a club. So I don't have to tell you what a win uh, would mean to all of us, especially getting to celebrate it together. Uh, we will be. <laughs> I can't even my body what it will go through win or loss but win especially there will be we might drink uh philadelphia dry so uh if you guys can get out there please please do it get a hold of us um if you need you know if you if you're having trouble finding transportation maybe you guys can carpool together reach out to us we will be happily putting you a retweet find you somewhere someone to go with uh it, it just if you can do it guys do it i promise it'll be worth it and it will be a great time so yeah, can't say it enough. Get there, uh, and all the links are on all of our socials if you want to jump on there. With that, guys, um, man, it seems like I just want to keep talking, but it's just nervous talking at this point because tomorrow is so damn huge. My mind has just been center point all week, and I couldn't even focus on NFL today, anything, because I was just so laser-focused on tomorrow and how big it I'm is. I'm so. not mentioning NFL today, although we're crappy, so just well, Colts suck too, bro, so I don't know Matt, you did just remind me, though. Um, <laughs> I, I did have someone ask um, about uh, Toronto Foxes and if there are any Toronto Foxes out there. I, th- I know <laughs> of a couple of people, but uh, anyone else that's out there, um, apparently Jim's allergic to Canada. Yeah, that's man. That's why he moved as hell? far away as he could down in Houston and oh, Texas. Maybe think about the Queen and they got all upset. <laughs> so, uh, but but any. <laughs> We'll put out a call for, for for any Toronto Foxes out there. Make yourselves known. Reach out to us. Um, you know, let's let's see if we can get some folks together up there to to watch some games. That would be awesome. Yeah, Tor- um, get a, it'd be cool if you guys could jump down there. That would be amazing. I haven't met any of those guys. I know we have a, a good following up there. You see the Canadian Foxes stuff, tweeting and stuff. So that'd be amazing to have you guys join us as well. Uh, U.S. Foxes love. I mean, we are. Shit, I can't. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But U.S. foxes love Canada foxes too. We're not trying to exclude anyone, so please join us. Uh, on that note, guys, if anything, as anybody else, I think we've that we've covered just about everything today. Um, so for for uh, Chris, Jason, Jim, I am Matt, and thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully with some uh, good news on the U.S. foxes podcast. Cheers. Talk to you soon.